This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank Triple Seven Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. We only have a few announcements this morning, you guys. So I announced this the other day, but for the entire month of April, anytime that you order a merch item, there is no minimum order amount necessary. You get a free reading from me. I will send that via email. So make sure that when you are ordering your merch and you're checking out that you include your email in there because I will be sending them via email. Give me about two to three days in between your merch order for you to get your reading because stuff is on and popping right now and your girl is a little bit busy. And then for the Patreon I'm so excited, you guys. This past Friday, Paige and I did an episode together on there. I know that you guys love Paige. We were just smoking and vibing. We were talking healthy friendships, some business advice, um, getting to know us just a little bit more, hanging out. That episode is up, and then I have a new episode coming up on Tuesday with Daniel, who is Stark Realities. He was on a couple weeks ago, if you guys remember him. He is the one who was raised in evangelical Christianity and became a minister and then got out of that because of like pedophilia and abuse and whatnot, and... We ended up doing a Patreon episode together because after his episode, he's like, I just realized I really don't know that much about you and like the religion that you grew up in. And I'm like, you know what? A lot of people probably don't know about Christian science. And so I talk a lot about Christian science and break that down. And it was really interesting because... I feel like we all think that the way that we were raised or whatnot, like everybody knows about it and it's normal. And as I was discussing Christian science and I was seeing the looks on his face and he was asking questions, I was like, wow, you guys really don't know about this. This is really not like a known religion. And I don't even ever think that people would be as interested in my story as I am interested in their story. And so through this podcast, I'm starting to open up more about like my journey with things and finding that everybody has so many fucking questions for me is really cool. Um, Also for me kind of nuts because I'm like oh I've been like totally normal what do you mean and then you know anyways so that episode is going to be up on Patreon on Tuesday the dark goddess voted in by my Patreon members is for Hecate so we are going to be doing that episode here soon if you guys either are a creator or you know a creator who works with Hecate and has a lot of information about her, please let me know because I would love to collaborate with somebody who wants to give firsthand accounts and historical information on Hecate. Um, I kind of am doing that with all the dark goddesses, but 
she is who we're focused on right this minute. So if you guys want to just go ahead and let me know that, that would be fucking dope. This week's guest is Isis. I know that you guys are going to love her. Everything is going to be listed in the descriptions below. As always, please make sure that you go and follow her and that you support the content that she has. And without further ado, here is Isis. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Just chilling. It is very cold here in Idaho today. And it's my favorite, so I'm cuddled up in my smoker tarot blanket and just, like, chilling doing this interview with you. Hey, that's literally exactly what I'm doing. I threw on all my frumpy clothes. I was like, all right, snuggling in blankets because it's a little chilly over here, too. And my cat keeps trying to follow me, trying to snuggle me. No, cat's trying to give you all the <laughs> love. So oh. I found you on social media. I'm the one who reached out to you about having you on the podcast um, because I think that I actually saw one of your lives and I think that I just really liked your energy on your live. And then I binged your content and I think I found you over on Instagram because you had way too many followers on TikTok for me to be able to get through. Yeah. I guess it gets a little crazy over there. After I started sharing my gifts, it kind of took off. It, it went from me being very down in the dumps, but still trying to be positive to being where I am now, which is a crazy journey because it took a lot of manifestation and faith. I love that. I want to hear about this journey. So I want to start like at the beginning of your story. I want to talk about like your upbringing. So were you raised in like spirituality and how are you practicing now? I was actually raised in a family that was very intuitive, had a lot of gifts, but were shunned for them. So they shunned their children in order to try and keep them protected from a lot of the persecution that they endured, where I was the rebel of the family. I was always the, the awkward one, the weird one, the one expressing myself. I never really listened to what anybody else had to say about what I could do. And I just kind of kept diving into it. I kept getting curious, being a Gemini, I couldn't stop myself from needing to research everything. It's kind of like, welcome my TED talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really took off though, because I've always been able to see energies and spirits since I was very young. I did shove it down in high school. I didn't really want people to know I had these abilities because kids in high school be, they be mean as fuck. <laughs> kids in high I school mean, are super fucking mean and... I had the exact same experience as you where like once I once I was at an age where I actually started caring what other people thought and like being judged and being the weird person, I feel like I super stifled myself into a box too. Yeah, and I feel like that's a lot of the societal programming that the Matrix really instills in the youth. And that's one of the things that I want to break the stipulation behind being open to spirituality and to what it really has to offer. Because I know a lot of people see the negative aspects of it, but when you dive into the lighter sides of spirituality, where it's not all about, oh, karma and tower moments, it's about seeing the beauty in every waking moment. I feel like that's really what is drawing the masses in towards spirituality. Being in such a dark world, going through so many dark, trials and tribulations to find the glimmer of hope and light in it. 
Yeah, try and find the positive aspect. Um, one of my friends calls that readings where it's like the tower moments and the super dark things. Um, she calls them doomsday readers. And yes, she's like the people who like, you know, they want to tap in with the negative energies around you when they're reading you so they can scare you. And then like you believe in their gift. And she's like, but like the people who are legit are out here being like, here's, you know, what you do on your path. And that's the way I like to read too, is like, here's what you're going through. Yeah. But here's the steps that you take in order to get out of it and how spirits like leading you and what the lesson is to learn from this. Exactly. And that's more of the energy that I want in this world is instead of looking at false evidence appearing real, this fear, I want us to look at the, the silver lining, the positive aspects, because each and every one of us goes through our trials and tribulations. We all have a backstory that created the person we are today. And I don't want people to reflect on the past, but what they could be, what they are manifesting, what they want to draw in towards their life that peace, that happiness, that unconditional love. And I feel like we need more of that in this world. I agree with you. So going back to your story. So once you were in high school, you're kind of, you know, putting yourself down in a box and you're not really expressing your gifts. So when do you feel like you started tapping into that more? And what was kind of that journey like for you? It was honestly, I had stuffed it down for a long time, even a few years after high school, I was kind of keeping to myself. I was doing private reads here and there for people. But what really triggered me was my twin flame. And the craziest part of this is we met in the weirdest way. We met through his older brother that had had feelings for me first. And I something seemed off about him. Like I was like, I feel like I know you. I feel like I'm like my soul is trying to connect, but there's a disconnect here. And I later found out it's because his older brother was what is known as the shadow twin, imitates everything he does. And I was attracted to this individual because I was attracted to the energy that he had taken from my twin. So as I'm meeting this individual, we're hanging out, we're getting to know each other, I run into his, his brother. And it was instant. The moment I laid eyes on my twin, it was home. I knew it. I knew that was my person. He even said when he laid eyes on me, he knew it. He felt that zing. So instantly, we started connecting. His brother connected with my friend that he had been chasing for seven years. So it kind of worked itself out at first. But then the karmic energy started to flow. In. I was going to say, this shit's about to get sticky. Yep. And it, it got to the point, it was bad. Like, we were doing so well. Everything, it was beautiful. There was color in my life. I could tell him about what I was able to do and he shared with me the fact he had similar gifts he could do the same thing I could do but in a different way so we're like revolving around each other we're falling in love over and over again every day and then we hit a bump in the road where we have to move in with his parents and his older brother so we move in um we're still you know jiving with each other but the toxicity from his brother starts to seep in his brother is a very dark karmic energy, says he's sacrificed his soul to the devil and that he's Lucifer. Like, he's that type of person. So, Does he mean that? Like, he believes that? Or he's just fucking around? No, he believes he is a fallen angel. He really believes that the darkness is working with him. 
to present this form of light. He calls to be honest with you. I can, for me, I can totally see people who like work with darker energies and like darker deities and things like actually believing in the concept of like demons and Lucifer and like truly fucking believing that in their soul. Well, I don't doubt it because like with my twin, he's seen these ascended beings, these angels. And I'm like, all right, if there's these beings and with the spirits that I come in contact with, I'm like, there's got to be a darker version. And seeing the darker version of these beings, these lost souls that feed off of people's lower vibrational energies, their fear, their anger, their depression. Mm-hmm. I realize that's the entity he's feeding. Whatever energy he's working with is one that feeds off of his despair, building him up just to break it back down and watching him break over and over again. And I don't know whether this, he really is working with a form of a demon type entity or if he's feeding his own demons and they've grown, they've evolved into something a lot more deadly in a sense. They're carnage. That's all they do is break things. Yeah. So with him, it, it was very odd because he had a very interesting relationship with my twin flame. It was more like he was, instead of being a brother, he was like a girlfriend. So we went through <laughs> a lot of trials and tribulations with him. It was, it was definitely a weird relationship. Like he would come cuddle in the bed with us. And yeah, like, some some men have that relationship with their mother. Some men have that relationship with their brother. It just seems like there sometimes, you know, it just happens was, like that. It was definitely it was very interesting, and I'm not shunning it by any means because I know that a lot of masculine energies rely on their friends and the masculines close to them for that comfort. Mm-hmm. But it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Finding out some of the things that I found out about what he was saying about me. Because later I did find out his older brother was in love with me and was telling people about this that caused a lot of upheavals in the relationship with my twin and I. And that's one of the main reasons we separated is because we could not get it together with his brother in the picture with this karmic energy. So I had to leave. We actually, he's actually the one that separated from me, but I was the one that ended up having to pack my things and leave. I had nowhere to go. I was couch surfing. I was sleeping on mats on floors. I was asking people if I could stay with them. Like this separation, it caused me to hit my lowest, but at that lowest point, I saw the light. This is really when spirit came through and was like, are you ready to work with us? How old were you at this point? Uh, I was about mm, 20, I believe. I was uh, 19, just turned 20. So we're like still baby stages. Yeah, like almost being 26 now it feels like a century ago yeah but in that moment when you're going through that awakening process you don't have no like you know you you understand the dark night of the soul you have no idea what the fuck is going on you don't know what's going on you're just like fucking i i don't know about for you but for me and it's crazy we're talking about this because i was literally just thinking about this this morning um It was this constant, like, you're supposed to be doing something. Why aren't you doing it? And me being like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? And (laughs) like not being able to like, you know, 
because you haven't had like that actual awakening and you're not like relying on spirit for messages and stuff, you're just beating the shit out of your own self for you not being where you're supposed to be that you don't know you're supposed to be there because you don't talk to spirit yet. And you don't realize that like you have this whole pathway in front of you you're supposed to take. I'm getting anxiety talking about this. I fucking remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in the same boat and it's just, it's disorienting because you're like, all right, well, for me, I was jumping from job to job because I was like, this has got to be my purpose. Nope, it's not. This has got to be my purpose. And I just, I couldn't get along with the authority figures in these positions because of how toxic they were. These corpse rations, aka corporations, that just siphon your energy for their own benefit without giving you anything. Yeah. So I don't know if you experienced that where it was really jumping from position to position until you found yourself faced with what you knew you needed to do, but it scared you. Yeah, I went through that exact um, same thing. And actually, I have kind of been deemed like, and I guess I've, (laughs) I'm not anymore, but for a very long time, for many years, it was deemed like irresponsible or inconsistent. And for me, I've just always had this sense of I'm going to take whatever I can from the situation as a learning experience, and then I'm going to move on and evolve. And so I was always doing new jobs because if I'm not appreciated here, I'm certainly not staying. I don't care what I need my resume to look like. Um, And also, like, if this, if I have learned everything that I can in this position, why the fuck would I sit here to repeat the same thing day after day and not grow? Exactly. That's one of the beautiful things about being spirit workers, um, for me at least, is there's always something new to learn. There's always a new way to um, incorporate it to help other people in some way, a different way to read, a different way, like just always something different. And that is what I love about like being an independent, like spiritual worker. Same. I love like with every single God or goddess that I work with, I always learn something new about myself, whether it's a new trigger, um, something that I need to work on that I need to heal or something that clicks for me where I'm like, Oh my God, this message makes sense for me as well. Like it's, it's a fulfilling job to have because it's not only fulfilling my soul's needs and why I came here, but it's helping my vessel to evolve further. Yes. You ever pull cards and you're like, shit, was that reading for them or for me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've done, I've done that quite a few times where I'm like, is this resonating with you? Is this making sense? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, so we're, we may be soul family. We're connected somehow. Either we're in the same wave of the collective or we're bonded somehow. Cause this is my story. Yes. Yeah. I think that, you know, now that it's becoming more popular to have this community, it's more popular. Well, I shouldn't say to have the community. It's more okay for people to come out and share their spirituality. And we have social media to connect us. It's so interesting how many people I find that have similar journeys. Like everything is obviously different, but so many similar journeys 
um, even through like talking with podcast guests now too. So many that come from like the same kind of religious background or the same kinds of childhood traumas or the same kind of like talking with spirit and putting it away until you're like 20, between 22, 23 or 20 and 23, I'd say. And then all of a sudden it's like this huge mass awakening. Yeah. And like, I guess my way of like putting this into perspective for younger me, if I were able to go back in time and really talk to this individual, it would be to reassure them they're going to find their family. They're going to find where they fit in. And if anybody who is still in middle school or in high school is watching, I know everybody says this, but it gets better. You get stronger and you evolve and you slowly draw in the people that are good for you. And I don't know why I felt the need to say that, but what you said kind of sparked that thought like, yeah, I wish I could go back and talk to like younger me. That's so interesting. Um, So can I share something with you? Yeah. So I did this going to be like personal. I did a meditation the other night Um, and I do like bathtub meditations. And so I turned a guided meditation on, on YouTube and I was all into it. And it was just this like relaxation and, um, like clear your mind thing. And all of a sudden the guy's like, I want you to picture, um, you know, your inner child at two years old. And I want you to look into her eyes and, you know, give her a hug and let her know that everything's going to be okay when she gets older and this and that. And I literally got so uncomfortable. I couldn't do that. I shut the meditation off and I sat there and cried in the bathtub and uh, messaged one of my really good friends and was like, I don't know what the fuck this is about. And, um, so I don't know what kind of healing I need to do from that, but I didn't realize that I had unhealed childhood wounds still. I thought that I had looked at all those. And so this has been a, uh, a very recent journey and a very like personal thing. See, that is beautiful. That release and that acknowledgement, because that is something that I'm not going to lie. I do definitely still struggle with and do need to keep addressing because I have not really told my inner child or my 14, 15 year old self that I'm sorry for what I did, for what I put them through. And I haven't really acknowledged that teenage side of myself because it makes me uncomfortable knowing that all of what happened to me, part of it was my fault. What were you like as a teenager? I was a rebel. I was rowdy. I was rambunctious. And I'm not going to lie. I was an asshole. Bitch, we was was the same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one. Because, woo, teenage years were bad. I wonder if, like, I, I kind of wonder if everybody goes through, like, this rebel thing. But, like, I was running away from home, moving in with boyfriends. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me shit. I, got, I went to juvie. Like, I, I had a rough time. And 
I, do you think that the way that your life has changed and the way that it's evolved has been because you have done that inner shadow work with, um, you know, coming in your connection and conversations with spirit? Oh yeah. And one of my mentors that I still will call on to this day is Jose Duane Ricardo Onfray, AKA Tentacion, Cause he grew up in a very, very messed up situation. He grew up in very similar energy to me where we were in survival mode. It was either fight or flight. And a lot of times we couldn't run. We had to fight. And watching a lot of his interviews and what he experienced, it helped me realize that I wasn't a monster. Yes, I was feeding the monster within me, but I wasn't that person. I was lashing out due to the way that I had been lashed out on the way that people hurt harmed and injured me i felt like i needed to be that way to defend myself it was like a defense mechanism so i do heavily feel like what i went through helped me evolve my spirituality today because i would if i stayed in that energy or if i had never gone through that energy i don't feel like i would have been the person i am today and what i mean by that is if i had stayed feeling as though i was always the bad guy like, if people see me as the bad guy, I'm going to be the fucking bad guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would be spiritual. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I always had that same mindset also. So what I, got you out of yours? Out of that mindset? Yeah. Um, being with my husband, I think meeting my husband um, is the, f- that was the first time that I had somebody be consistent. And that was the first time that I could be every single version of myself and that he could be every version of himself. And we like came together in that. And so I started being able to like, let my, okay. So for me, I grew up, um, with a mom who had me when she had just turned 16 and Her mom passed away when I was one and her dad lived on the other side of the country. And so my mom did everything by herself. We didn't have a dad. My mom didn't believe in like going after for child support or anything. Like if, you know, he's not going to be involved and she wants to do it on her own, she's not going to ask for anything. And, um, so she was always focused on other things. And so I really grew up like raising myself and depending on myself And I had sexual assault at a very young age by somebody who like was a father figure. So I never had anybody that I leaned on and I never trusted my mom because I believed, you know, being a little, a little kid and you getting hurt, you think it's your mom's fault for not protecting you instead Mm -hmm. of like, let's blame the men responsible. Um, and so my husband was the first person that I met and was like, like he would just be like 100% like openly honest about shit. And that became something that I was comfortable with. And so then I started being able to focus on things about myself that like I wanted to work on because I didn't have the weight of the world on my shoulders anymore because I had somebody who I could trust and depend on. And so that's, and I actually never realized that until you asked that question. Um, But yeah, that's when all of that started to change. And I started being able to work on things and he was a huge like motivator and me like connecting with my birth dad. Um, 
and like having him in my life. And I met my sister, my um, little sister last year, who is, I think she's two years younger than me. And that experience brought up um, a lot of jokes about how she was planned and I was an accident. And so I didn't have a dad. And so that led up like a whole bunch of healing that I had to do from that and like things that I had to face from that. And then here we are now. Damn, this is incredible. I don't think I've ever shared like that much information on this podcast before, but like, and that's like nothing. Like I, I think that's why I like hearing people's stories so much because I know what it's like to have gifts, not use them in a positive way in any way and stifle them down and have them like, and then have to do this like deep introspective work and like become a completely new version of yourself. And I find it fascinating to know other people's journeys with that. Same. Like this, I, this has got to be a gem that I think because we like to dive into the depths of everybody's <laughs> cranium. <laughs> I'm like, but why do you do that? It's so hard for me actually. And like, in like friendship relationships and things like I like things like meticulously explained to me and (laughs) I like to know like what scent you were smelling when you had that thought and why you think that way and what happened to you as a child that made you react that way and like let's have a real conversation on why this is making you feel that way but I don't want to talk about my emotions so I just want to know about yours yeah (laughs) <laughs> yep. Like, no, tell me all about what's going on with you. This is why I love being a spiritual worker. Is it all right? I'm sensing this energy. I just pulled these cards, which are verifying the energy that I was feeling. What's going on? And then we'll just go off for like the whole time on what they've experienced, what they can do to work on their inner children, inner feminine, inner masculine. And really dive into them. I don't really ever have to talk about me, which is nice. Do you? I find that, like, I don't really talk about me, like, during readings at all. But sometimes if I, I don't know how you, like, feel and speak with spirit. But for me, a lot of it is, like, I feel emotions that I felt in specific situations that are what this person is feeling. And I feel like that helps me to like give advice and like help them process through it does that happen for you too yeah I get an array of things like if I'm not catching the message they'll channel me words so I'll hear like let's say we're talking about uh an ex and I'm like oh I'm feeling multiple energies with this with this person and then I'll hear karmics and I go oh so we have a third party or they'll throw images at me I'll see images that'll flash across my eyes where I'm like, they just showed me a yellow ball. Does that, does that mean anything to you? And 99.9% of the time they're like, yeah, that was my grandfather's or yes, this situation where I'm like, okay, this is making sense. Now there are those times where I'm like, what does this mean? Like it's a where's Waldo type of energy where we got to figure it out together. (laughs) I love it. You were doing a reading the other night. I watched your live. I caught you for a couple minutes and you're all into it, you know, pulling your cards for them, whatever, saying this and that. And then you're like, Ooh, spirit, don't be showing me that message. I'm not telling them that. And you kept (laughs) going. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. You're like, absolutely not saying that. Thank you. (laughs) They'll channel some weird stuff. Like 
there was one night it was i believe last night i was laying in bed and i was falling asleep and i just hear jimmy schlongs like jimmy johns but jimmy schlongs and i lost it i was like i have to write that down because i'm using it that's an awesome like homemade porn name yeah (laughs) that is now officially the king of wands in my deck is jimmy schlongs Jimmy <laughs> I'm here for it. I love that. I love spiritual sexual innuendos just to keep you interested, just to keep you knowing that they're that this message is for you. Right. That's like I love how spirit kind of acclimates to how you are as a person so that you feel more comfortable with them. Because I know some people whose spirit guides are brutal. Like if you've ever watched the ghetto nun on YouTube, her spirit team is on everybody's heads. I have never. She is a fierce reader, but I love her. I annoy her to death, but I love the shit out of her. That's amazing. Hey, I don't, um, I've only ever done a reading one time while I've like been on the podcast, but I feel like I really want to give you a reading. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah, I'd be down. Do I you... can tell you right now, if the King of Cups flies out, I know who that is immediately. <laughs> I know who that is. I fucking love that. All right, let me, I'm going to pull some dark goddess cards for you. So we're going to have a little bit of like, I don't know, like some personal work coming out here too. And then we're going to do the, um, I have, I call it my light deck and every card in it is from a different deck. And it's, I just think it's so fucking beautiful. So I'm going to pull the dark goddess deck for you first. And we're going to go into that. I am so down. Thank you. Of course. I was like, I'm sitting here. My cards were out. The hero fent keeps on popping out for me today. And I was like, okay, like, what's our moment for like having a teaching? Like, I'm not understanding. I'll keep my eyes out. And then I kept hearing like, no, you're going to be the teacher. Like, you're going to drop knowledge today. And then I was looking at my dark goddess deck and just feeling like super connected for us to do reading. Yeah, I'm here for it because I won't lie. I have definitely been avoiding my shadow work. Oh, well, the Dark Goddess deck is what we need. The very first one is health. Um, That's what popped (laughs) out. In Ghana, I think that's how you say it, in Ghana. um, That is the goddess that popped out right now. So you laughing just tells me you're not drinking enough water. Um, You're probably not even eating food that's, like, actually, like, nutritious for your body. Uh, You just told me you ordered beignets, so I know (laughs) that you are not eating nutritiously for your body. Oh, they've been telling me to eat healthy for like two weeks now, and I've been ignoring it. Well, now they're like, listen, listen, Linda, I have drama um, by Skyla that just came out, and this is some water, too. So um, why do I feel like you're having uh, drama with water signs right now? Oh, yeah. Uh, Pisces and an Aquarius are throwing some horrible shit my way. Okay. Well, the next card that pulled out was abuse. And that is also some water card. Um, So I have uh, Nuba who came out as denial right afterwards. So um, right now, those people just like are not focused on actually finding solutions to the situation. So you're just going to be drowning yourself in this energy and this negativity right now, because those people aren't ready to heal or face the situation. So you guys are just like swimming laps in this pool, going back and forth, chasing each other around, playing Marco Polo in the dark. 
Um, not even going to be moving anywhere. So let that go. Your next card is purification. And, um, this card for me is like, you need to get grounded and do like earth meditations and cleanses. So outside barefoot, um, releasing your energy, absorbing new, fresh energy, and like just releasing your give a fucks on the situation. Because I feel like, if two people are completely unhealed, they're not willing to look at things from a different perspective. Spirit's been saying, you know, at the beginning of this reading, you need to be focusing on your health. And so that's where you need to direct your energy is on you and grounding. Spot on. Because I I definitely try the the Pisces that has been abusive towards me tried to throw me downstairs. They're the people that I got in altercations with that ganged up on me and were like beating me up. One of them's my older brother, and I tried. I've been. I've spent years trying to save him, trying to help him, trying to heal him, and I finally, literally, just recently, like two days ago, just gave up. Yeah, because you keep on hearing the message that you can't that you can't heal him, you can't fix him. That's the message that keeps coming through while you're talking. So that's definitely the right voice for you to follow. Um, that drama card came out, so I think that. Um, that's probably also, you know, I mentioned you doing laps in the pool, kind of going back and forth in the like dramatic situation. I really think that doing the cleansing is going to help you to have like a whole new like energy shift for yourself and be able to focus on you. And I feel like that that's when some more like abundance and fulfillment is about to come your way. Woo. So I really um, need to face the shadow. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, don't indulge in it. Like that's, that's the message is like, don't indulge in it. Focus on you. It, if that upsets people, they're going to be upset either way. So don't even give them the energy. And then we're going to pull from this light tarot deck too, so that we can finish it off with like some positivity, some love and vibes. That multiple cards that just pulled out. Okay. So our first one that just popped out is the ace of swords. So like literally fresh beginnings, like let's fucking be victorious over what you're going through right now. Let's let that shit go. We have the nine of wands next. So resting now is a good time for you to like recuperate while things are just like behind a little bit, maybe work on your communicate, your communication tactics. Um, and like what it is, like rest yourself right now because I feel like you have a bunch of stuff that you're trying to um, like get accomplished, I feel like for your business and you need to have that health in order so that you can then focus on what you have next, your next um, new beginning. We have the fucking chariot next. So you have the major arcana over here being like, keep fucking moving forward. You're going in a positive direction. The work that you like put your um, self into is going to be abundant. So like you're on the right path with that. You just need to like rest up and be prepared for that shit. Ooh. We have the king of swords next. So fucking like be truth. Like, with the situations that you've been going through, if you're doing your highest sense of right, you're fucking communicating everything that you can communicate. You're being logical and not emotional about things. And you're just being trustworthy. That's why you can turn your back on those situations and be like, nah, fam, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to do my thing because like, if you're so focused on what you have to do, you eventually just start laughing at the people behind you because they're wasting so much time to catch up. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, bitch. We got the Queen of Cups. Oh, <laughs> so literally, like, let's <laughs> let's rein in our emotions a little bit. Um, and let's like make sure that the responses that you're giving to people that you are like actually processing what those emotions are before they leave your mouth, Gemini. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the very last one for me is the King of Wands. So again, like if you're going out it in a truthful manner and you're like being honest about shit, you're, I feel like literally right now how you handle this situation and how you move forward is going to like inspire other people um, because of either they are in similar situations or maybe they're going to listen to the podcast episode and they're going to be like, wow, she was going through all that shit, you know, two weeks ago. And then look at her now she's dropping this, she's doing that, you know? Yeah. And that's part of what I want to do is to be able to inspire people that no matter what you're going through, you can always find the positive in the outcome. Yes. I agree with that. And I think that every, the more that I'm learning about soul contracts, the more that I find comfort in being like everything that we experience, everything that we go through, like we have decided that that's going to be a lesson in this lifetime. So the hard shit that I'm going through right now, the dramatic conversations, the backstabbing people, whatever it is, what's the lesson that my soul was supposed to learn from this experience so that we can just like stop repeating this and move forward. Exactly. Do you get it? I get you, boo. I got you. See, and that reading is spot on. Literally everything that spirit has been telling me to do, I've been like, nope, I'm going to just, <laughs> I'm going to keep working. And they're like, yeah, you going to fuck up if you don't <laughs> shit together. No, they're saying you need to drink some fucking water and eat a broccoli stock. <laughs> Which I've had a damn vegetable in like two weeks. That's so funny. Okay, so going back to your journey. So the twin flame thing happens. You're, you're couch surfing, sleeping on mats. You are going to make a change. So what is your next step? My next step? I was very motivated, but in the wrong direction. I kept feeling as though I was being drawn to music. So I started writing music. I started going to producers. I really thought in my soul of soul, heart of hearts, that I was going to be a rapper or a musician of some sort. Only to go down that journey and find, yes, it held a lot of knowledge that I needed, that I would use later. Um, But it was not what I was meant to be doing. So I continuously jumped from job to job. Um, I went from couch surfing to staying with my grandmother, who I currently live with, but now I rent the basement instead of the broom closet that I was sleeping in when I first came back here. So we elevated. We not all the way to top. We upgraded to Granny's basement. (laughs) I definitely did. But... It works out because I, it kind of benefits me and her. Rent is cheaper for me than it is like renting an apartment. And she can't get down the stairs so I can do her laundry. And then boom, we kind of balance Lucky each other you. out. Lucky you. Right? She, you would love her. She's the cutest little Pisces lady. Oh my God, she's adorable. 
my mom's a Pisces and my I think that Pisces women are adorable. Aren't they? They just have those cute little bubble eyes look at you and you're just you just melt. Water signs bubble eyes. Not not the bubble eyes on the fish sign. Oh, oh. <laughs> damn. Oh, please, Pisces, don't hate me. I literally love you. Someone's so watching much. this like, I don't fucking have bubble eyes. Them cute little, I should have said like anime eyes. Those cute little alive. eyeballs you guys got up in your heads. Yeah, them little watery eyes. You can just see all the emotions. Cute as fuck. All them emotions that come with the water signs, but you guys don't like to communicate the emotions. You just like to have storms come past. Oh, facts. My twin flame is a Pisces cancer cancer. And that man. Why? Why? Why that combination (laughs) with what are your well, what are your signs? What are your three? Gemini, Aries, Scorpio. What the fuck are you doing with Pisces, <laughs> Cancer, Cancer? We are one odd couple. I'll give I'll give you that. But listen, we, we you can't this. help who you love, but uh, that's very interesting. Yeah, we were definitely a fiery tornado, water storm, hurricane. It was. We got a lot of shit done. But we also were not able to really communicate in the way that I wish we were able to with everything that happened. I feel like now our communication would be smoother. I mean, the last time I talked to him wasn't too long ago, but he was still on his healing journey. So I was like, eh, I'm going to just go work on myself. And I haven't talked to him since. So I don't know what he's going through. I get signs about him every day and I'll, I'll be like, I'm wishing you the best, man. I hope you're doing well. But I try not to put too much of my energy into that because I know how blown out the Twin Flame label has been where everybody wants it, but they don't understand what comes with this individual. The pain, the trauma, the purging process, dark nights of the soul. It's, it's a brutal journey and it's not for the light of heart. It's not rainbows and butterflies and movie type of love it's it's like a scary movie that has a happy ending yeah that sounds intense i don't know (laughs) if that's what i got but i know that that sounds like not fun yeah have you ever seen eternal sunshine of the spotless mind sure have never It's such a good movie. Eternal Sunshine in the Spotless Mind. Yeah, it's with Jim Carrey and um Ooh, what the hell is it? I keep forgetting it. I want to say it's like Kate something. Hudson. I don't remember what her name is. It's gonna irritate me. I don't know if it's Kate Hudson. It might be. Kate Hudson is the girl from um oh uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. No, no, it's not her. Okay. I don't know what other movies. I'll have to send it to you so you can watch it. That is pretty much to a T what the Twin Flame journey is like. You both want to forget each other. Then you both start to have those memories become distant. And then you're trying to cling on to them. You're like, no, I don't want this person to die in my mind. Like, I, I love this person. I don't want to forget them. While you're slowly going through your own journey and you're releasing that person only to come back together and fall in love all over again with somebody 
that you have to get to know all over again. And it's like this beautiful process of, of death and rebirth. That sounds toxic as fuck. It, it does look toxic from the outside. It really does look like a struggle bus, which is why so many relationships that are karmic get confused for high-level soulmates or twin flames because of the amount of triggering in this dynamic. It is not fun. It is like literally being with your best friend and your worst enemy all at the same time. Where you can't hate this person because you love them unconditionally, but the things that they put you through bring up so much unhealed trauma that you want to blame them for, but you can't. You can only look at yourself and how to fix it, how to heal the carnage that you caused along the way and throughout this journey with this person. Like twin flame journeys are, they're stupid, but they are very necessary for those who are stubborn and who are refusing to really acknowledge the damage that they do. Okay. Yeah, that, I'm exhausted thinking about this. (laughs) I'm like, Uh, that was a shitty way to explain it, but. No, I'm just thinking about the unhealthy relationships I've been in with like the a certain type of dynamic and like intense dynamics and the like thinking about having gone through all of that and then released it and then going back to that just sounds like an awful choice. It really See, I, a lot of twins. My heart doesn't my heart doesn't work that way. And maybe maybe that's why like the twin flame thing for me because because I I do know that like the twin flames, it's always like you can't be together in that moment or, you know, you have too much healing, you know, whatever to do and yada, yada. But I'm the type of person where like if I get hurt by something or like you're not a safe place, you can bet your bottom dollar I will not spend any time on that energy frequency or coming back around. And so I for me, it just sounds like everything that like my spirit goes against to be like this was really difficult and very painful and it was super fucking hard and I loved you and you kept hurting me and we kept hurting each other. I want to give it another try. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, that's literally where I'm at, where you, you run like that's I am in that mode of, I acknowledge why we had to go through what we went through, but I definitely am more guarded when it comes to this individual because of the experience yet. I keep being thrown these signs, these synchronicities, and this attachment is still so strong that this person's able to dreamwalk into my auric field and tell me what they need me to know with what they're going through. And that is something that I have tried to cord cut. I've tried to cord cut so many times with this person. It is ridiculous. Like, I've tried everything to get rid of this person's energy and it won't go away. And I researched, all right, why is this connection not being cut? What's going on here? And one of the main connections that cannot be severed unless done by the divine is the other half of you. And I was like, oh, that's fucking great. Am I going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life? Or is this person going to get it together? So it's been, it's been hell in a handbasket to say the least, but it's been so worth it to be on this journey and to be able to be here right now talking with you about the madness of of this whole experience (laughs) yeah i mean hey it's a part of your journey and so i'm glad that we're talking about it and we're giving some light to it and 
Um, you know, I'm sure that other people go through like this twin flame journey as well and are listening or knew nothing about it. And they think you're fucking nuts one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that. <laughs> it's okay. We're like accepted around here for being crazy and for doing things a unique way. So whatever. So let's jump to you present with your gifts. So what kind of services are you doing? Um, how you doing them? What platforms are you using? How's life going? Your followers are off the fucking charts. Woo! That they're get, the Fang family is growing and it makes me so excited. And a lot of what I dive into is kind of the psychological aspect of what people are repressing. So one of the services I offer is karma clearing, which it dives into your psyche on what you've been suppressing, what you've been hiding from even yourself and bringing it to the surface to be addressed. Because a lot of people, they don't want to address the sexual trauma or what happened to them as a child. But in order to move forward, these things need to be brought to the surface so that you can feel it, you can Mm. heal it, and you can let it go. You can let go of the resentment, the guilt, the shame, the anger, and you can start integrating these positive energies. Girl, I'm glad that you teach that and that you help with that because that is definitely a journey that I'm going to have to take care of soon after that meditation that I told you about. I will warn you, it is brutal. Like, Yeah, that's why I haven't done it. Because, like, I got shit to do. I do not have time to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! That person process gets real. Just curled up in a ball in your bed. Just losing well, it. Well, my thing is that, like, my reaction, like, my emotional response to 99.9% of life is fury. And I just, like, you know, I don't know about facing those things and like not having rage Diana come back. And like, it's either like mellow Diana or fucking off the fucking rails rage. I'm processing through and healing type vibes. And I don't know if we're ready for that right now. Oh yeah. I do the same thing. It's either a lot of tears or a lot of fury. Yeah. I, I get in like a depressive mode for like a day maybe two and then it's it's oh we do not like that feeling that's vulnerable let's be mad mad is good (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like all right too much pain if i resort to anger it covers up the pain well thanks for making me realize today that i have much trauma that i will need to be diving into here soon Ah, that's what I'm here for. With my little <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Myself. I'm like, all right, addressing the uncomfy. <laughs> no, I just want to help other people address theirs, and I'd like to just be overlooked. Thank you. <laughs> that is all. Yeah, that's literally my life until spirits like and throw it in your face, and I'm like, spirits Wait. all. I'm gonna make this girl give you a reading on this podcast right now. You ready for this? Drink some fucking water. Yep, drink some fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been looking at my water bottles in the corner, like they getting dusty. Your lips are parched. They, I'm not gonna lie, they literally look like crispy bacon right now. 
Girl, you gotta drink your water, <laughs> eat some broccoli. Um, I, broccoli keeps specifically coming up, so I would eat greens. You probably need foliage and like lots of yumminess, iron. All right, you know what? Right after this podcast, I'm gonna eat the salad that's been sitting in my fridge for a week. All right, it does count, even if you like put a lot of dressing on it. It still counts. Because you read my mind. That is basically <laughs> what I'm going to do. All the dressing. Um, okay. So where can people find you so that they can follow you and keep seeing what's going on with your journey? Oh, all right. So I do have an Instagram. It is all seeing ISIS. It is completely public. So you don't have to send in a follow request. Request. I also have a TikTok where it's all seeing ISIS. I only have one account and my backup account, which the backup account has like no videos. So I wouldn't recommend following that one yet. But main account, TikTok, all seeing ISIS. And then my Instagram is all seeing ISIS. And all of the links to my services will be in my bio. Perfect. And then of course, I link all of your socials down in the description below. So everybody can go there. Um, I always tell people that if they have questions, comments, remarks on anything that you have said about your journey or your gifts, I ask them to personally reach out to you because I never want to be the middleman trying to explain why somebody does or doesn't do something. Oh, yeah. Send them my way. I would love to communicate with anybody that's searching for elevating their life in a certain direction, aligning with what you desire. Because I know we're both readers, so by no means do I want to take anybody from your family and just be like, yo, come over here. But I would love to even assist you with anything that you need. Like, hey, I want to start doing these kind of readings. Show, show me what's up. And I'll be like, I got you, boo-boo. I got you. Hell yeah. And by the way, like me doing readings, me doing whatever or not, like... I feel like people are attracted to the vibe that they're attracted to. So if they feel somebody's vibe on this podcast and they resonate to that for a reading, I hope that they go to my guests and get readings. If you resonate with me, awesome sauce. But um, like it's to help people get in contact with who's going to help them on their personal spiritual journey. So don't you even worry about that. And same goes for you. Like I want to start promoting your stuff to get you the recognition that I know you deserve. I don't know what you've been through, but it feels heavy. It feels like a lot of fucked up shit happened to you that you may not talk about, but you deserve to be acknowledged for the hardships that you've gone through and becoming this beautiful individual that you are today. Not letting that break you and turn you dark. Well, thank you. I mean, I am a little dark, but... I try not to let it bring me down. See, and that's what I love about you. Like, even coming across your videos, you come off as this strong, resilient, motivated goddess. And I was like, no, we need to be friends immediately. Oh, I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Yeah. I'm sending you so much love. Sending you so much love. Um, That's so interesting. It's really interesting to... Um, you know, hear how other people perceive you. And I've had people who say what you say. I've had people say that, like, I'm very abrasive and I need to take it down a notch. And I have learned through this podcast process so far that 
there are so many ways, like everybody's going to see you in a different way. And that's why it's so important to never judge what you do on your journey based on how you are through somebody else's eyes, even if it's positive. Exactly. And I know that being in this journey, we shouldn't look at the constructive, I wouldn't say constructive, yeah, constructive criticism of others and take it to heart to the point where we start to evolve and shift for them. But in turn, take in those criticisms and build upon them. Like, all right, I see where you're coming from. I understand. I can agree at some angles of this. But I'm going to evolve on my terms when I decide that I want to change. I love it. And in the way that I want to change it. Exactly. I love it so much. Um, Thank you so much for your time today and talking with me. Your episode's going to drop on Sunday. Um, You obviously are on my socials. You know how it is. I tag you in all kinds of fucking shit. I'm excited, but I also know that to quite a few people, I'm going to (laughs) sound... probably very insane but I'm excited to see what um what comes from this this is gonna be amazing I'm really excited um and I'm gonna text you um as soon as we're off of this and talk with you also all right sounds good sounds good I'm excited to really you know get to know you more and to dive more into your experiences and what you've been through even though I know you don't want to talk about it (laughs) when you're open and you're ready I would love to hear more about you yeah, well, thank you. I'm, I, I will eventually get there. Well, when <laughs> you do, you know where to find me. True facts. All right, I will text you. All right, goddess. Thank you so much again for having me on your podcast and inviting me to be a part of your world. Oh, you're so fucking welcome. I hope you have a wonderful night. And you too. And if you need anything, message me. I will. All right, you beautiful energy. I will talk to you very, very soon. All right. Bye, baby. Have a good night. All right. Bye, gorgeous. You too. (laughs)